Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Play Action is brought to you by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills and Sabres. While the Bills got the thrilling win over the Dolphins, their run defense did struggle. What's factoring into that? The Bills are hanging on to the number one spot in the AFC. Let's handicap the AFC playoff race. But before the playoffs, up next are the Bears and possibly in a blizzard. What will it take to get the win on an icy, windy day in Chicago? The Play Action Podcast starts now. The Miami Dolphins ran for 188 yards on the Bills' previously fourth-ranked run defense in Saturday's game. Uh, How much of a problem is this? How much of it is a one-off? Let's talk a little bit about this. Yeah, I think there's a few things to dive into here as far as how and why Miami was so effective. What could it mean now going up against the Bears in Chicago where it's supposed to feel like minus 11 at kickoff. There's a lot going on here, but starting kind of with how the Dolphins were so effective, I thought it was so interesting post-game how Mike McDaniel basically said they did plan on that going in. They needed to give the Bills a reason to play single safety, and that really opened up so much for Miami. Yeah, I credit Mike McDaniel with coming up with a great game plan. Like he said, the Bills played only four snaps of man defense. You sit back and cover two. You protect against Hill and Waddle. I mean, to a certain degree, I think this was a one-off in that Miami is a different defensive challenge than almost any other team. The Bills don't give up any cheap, deep plays six years. That's their uh, defensive MO. And so they don't want to let Hill and Waddle beat them. But Miami knows that. And so Miami did a great job of using their speed. They use those jet sweep motions. It bumps Edmonds and Milano, the linebackers, one gap over, gives the guards easy access, easier access to block them on the second level. Boom. They just kept hitting those plays. So that is a problem the Bills are going to have to try to solve the next time they face Miami. And Miami did get them out of the two-deep shell on the long touchdown pass to uh, Waddle. It looked like a three-deep coverage, a single safety in the middle. And so it worked. I think, too, it's informative facing Miami twice a year, getting to see the adjustments they made between the two meetings back in week three. They ran big personnel just 28% of the time. And then this past game, it was up to 65%. So they made all these adjustments to really prioritize this in the game. And it certainly worked. I think more it's just what will happen? Will other teams try to mimic this? Can they to the extent that Miami does? I'm not sure that they quite can without having receivers like the Dolphins. Right. I agree with that. I don't think it really is germane to this week's meeting with Chicago. But I do think Cincinnati's a different animal. Cincinnati can look at this and say, okay, let's try and attack. If they're going to insist on 
having a light box, we're going to attack Taron Johnson as a linebacker. And Cincinnati has two receivers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins that is more of a problem. So I think it, uh, the Bills are going to have to really think about this, the Cincinnati matchup. The Chicago matchup, you know, Chicago's the least passing team in the NFL, totally different. I think also talk about some of the adjustments Miami made game to game. We saw the Bills adjust within the game. Towards the end of it, they were finally able to get some of the stops they needed. Doesn't erase a lot of the big plays earlier in the game, of course, but to be able to get defensive stops late and ultimately get the win was so important. And seeing those adjustments, I think, was pretty critical to what can they do against other teams? No doubt. I mean, the defense did come up, rise up at the end. But the next time they face this, they're going to have to think hard about this. They need some of their defensive ends need to set the edge better. Rousseau did. The others, not as well. And they need a little better play out of the defensive tackles than they got. So with the win over the Dolphins, 32-29, to the Bills clinched a playoff berth. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know there's still some of the regular season to go, but just kind of forecasting ahead. Obviously, all Bills fans are focused on the race for the number one seed. The New York Times calculator gives them a 53% chance of getting the number one seed. Kansas City's 11-3. and three. Bills have the tiebreaker, obviously. They got a 34% chance of getting the number one seed. If you don't get the number one seed, then you're facing the number seven seed in the first round of the playoffs. And right now, the way it breaks down is Baltimore is the fifth seed. Miami and the Chargers are both eight and six fighting for that sixth and seventh seed. Yeah, I think to get that by would be really huge, especially for a team that has faced so many injuries. Any extra time just to breathe, to let guys heal up would be really big. But then again, like you mentioned, just kind of how this could play out with other teams taking care of each other before the Bills have to jump in would be really significant. We've talked in the, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast how, you know, if you got Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, whether you're the number one or the number two, you're able to win three playoff games. However, with no Von Miller, I think it would be extremely, obviously extremely helpful for the Bills to get that number one seed. If you're looking at the number two seed, you could be playing Miami in the first round. Miami going to Kansas City in the first round. Hey, bring it on. You know, let, let Miami maybe knock off uh, the Chiefs. So Miami or the Chargers are fighting it out for the seventh seed. Miami's three games are Green Bay, New England, and the Jets. Chargers have Indy, the Rams, and Denver much easier. So, I mean, there's a real chance Miami's the number seven seed. And Buffalo or Kansas City rather not face Miami in the first round. No, I think they're one of the more dangerous teams out there of just what they've been capable of, how much they've jumped this year, and able to be really dangerous in the playoffs, too. I mean, you look at the other teams in the playoffs, the other like first-round potential teams, Baltimore, Tennessee, not afraid of them. Chargers, Justin Herbert, yeah, but their defense isn't as good as Miami's. So if it turned out Chargers, Bills fans really wouldn't be worried about those teams in the first round. But Miami... Cincinnati, obviously the Cincinnati game is going to go a long way. If the Bills win that one, you got to think they're going to be the, the number one seed. Yeah, if it ended today, it would be Bills number one, Kansas City two, and then the Bengals at three. But obviously there is that Bengals-Bills game on the horizon. I think Kansas City is very much capable of winning its last three. 
the Raiders game is interesting only because of weird things happen in division sometimes. Yeah. But they play the, the Raiders the last week. That's not a gimme. It's not a slam dunk. I mean, they just struggled to beat Houston. The Bengals are not out of it for the number one seed either. They've got a 13% chance to get the number one seed. Their schedule is not that easy, though. They're at New England, Buffalo at home, and then they play Baltimore. The Bengals are playing really well right now. But at New England, I don't count that as a gimme either. Yeah, and in talking through all these games coming up, we mentioned both the Patriots and the Raiders. I found the end of their game so fascinating. I watched that final play with Chandler Jones, I don't know, 40 times. But yeah, it goes to show that these crazy endings happen this time of year, especially when teams are playing with everything on the line. So I think it's hard to count out any of these teams from having some of these upsets in games. So just seeing how that'll impact the Bills moving forward as they really look to lock in that number one spot. Right. There are no locks. If you ever had a reason not to gamble on NFL games, the uh, (laughs) Raiders-Patriots finish is uh, Exhibit A right there. Yeah. A few games this weekend that I think were (laughs) just the charts of like win percentage were all over the place. So dramatic. Crazy. The Bills travel to Chicago this Saturday for a meeting with the lowly Bears. Chicago only 3-11, but the weather is frigid. Uh, Forecast calling for minus 11 real feel. Bad weather evens the playing field between talent level of two teams. How much do you think the Bills should be worried about this game? I look forward to a day where the weather is not such a prominent topic in a game. It's just been such a big thing for this stretch of the Bills, but... You're right. It could have an impact on this game for sure. Justin Fields, I think he's been able to make so many dynamic plays and is still developing too. I think based off how much the team has changed the last couple of years, it's still basically his rookie year in some senses of just everything that has changed around him. This team's had a nearly full overhaul. And so I think he's going to keep growing into someone who's making really incredible plays already right now. Yeah, no doubt. He's got. He's already rushed for 1,000 yards. He's the number seven rusher in the league. He is 6'3", 237, ran a 4.46. He's a threat. Now, the Bills should win this game, absolutely. Uh, but they can't look past this game. The Bears have played some teams tough. They played Miami tough, uh, lost by three to Miami. They played uh, Detroit tough, lost by one to them. They just played Philly reasonably tough and lost 25-20. If weather is an equalizer, I mean, uh, you can't count on throwing for 400 yards and minus 11 real field weather. The Bills have to show up here and play a good game. The Bears have lost seven in a row, but I think they are showing signs of life, like you mentioned, of just if they're able to continue building around Justin Fields for the future, he's shown all the reason why they should do that. I think it's been really interesting to look at how they're running their offense right now. You mentioned earlier how they're last in the NFL in pass attempts and in passing yards, but then can be super effective when they go deep. As you would expect with a real young quarterback, they run RPOs, they run screen passes, they got Justin's fields running, and then they take deep shots. So they don't. They got the fewest pass attempts in the league, but uh, he's throwing deep, like on 17% of his throws, which leads all NFL starters. So the Bills' safeties are going to have to be aware of that. Here's a breakdown of this week's play to watch. There was a play against Green Bay, just a typical play action. 
deep shot. They don't have great receivers, but they got like long vertical stretch guys. That's what they're going to do. They're going to run. They're going to dink. They're going to RPO. And then they'll take a few deep shots when they can. Then on the flip side, the Chicago defense, um, they are last in the league in sacks with just 17. They haven't totally been able to be effective at edge rushing too. I think there's quite a few holes on this defense that the Bills will be able to take advantage of. I think the Bills will try to throw the ball, even in the frigid weather. This is a game where the Bills offense certainly should have a good day against a defense that really is completely gutted on all three levels. Uh, they're lack edge rushers. Uh, they traded away their star uh, linebacker, Roquan Smith. They traded away Khalil uh, Mack. So they're undermanned on defense. They've really struggled on third down as well. The Bears defense, which you know, will be so critical for the Bills just to sustain these drives, something they struggled with a couple weeks ago. But this is a team to really get it right against. Absolutely. And they don't blitz. Matt Eberflus, their head coach, he's from Indy. They like to rush with four. He likes to cover with seven. I don't think the Bills are going to see a whole lot of blitzes in this game. I think that Justin Fields will cause some problems, but the Bills should put up points. We'll have all of your coverage from this game as long as keyboards don't totally freeze and then we'll be back to podcasts again next week so make sure to subscribe and keep listening the bflo store is all things bills sabers and buffalo visit their new flagship location in the transit town plaza or check out their selection of buffalo bills and sabers apparel gifts and more at bfloshop.com Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.